When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's good, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Land Grant Holy Lands um, I-70 Football Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jordan. I'm your fucking host, Dante. Yes, sir. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good, uh, sort of. I'm, I'm on, a, on a very tight timeline for homework, but I'm homework. also... The semester is that late. Oh, that's technically the wrong. My semester is over. Okay. But I'm studying for topic things. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. So... I, I, like, I, <laughs> I yeah, know it's no, the no. end of this semester. Yeah, no, this, my semester is over. Which is partially why I'm good. Just, just really quickly, for those who don't know, when you're in a master's program, depending on the program, there's like three ways you can graduate. You can write a thesis, you can make a dissertation, you can get a which is a labor. Or you can do a exam, which is essentially like it's barely picking you up. It, it, it's like um, like really big papers. Like you get two or three questions, and you have to write papers on those questions. So it's like extended response on steroids because it's a massive program. So yeah, I'm studying for those. So I have to take. I'm taking those in early February because I need it be, to be done before the wedding and stuff like that. Right. So there's no, there's no break for that. that that's just that's just got to be done. Fair enough. Um, yeah. Good luck, sir. I am never going back to school because I picked a profession <laughs> when I don't need to. <laughs> you know, good for you. Good for you. <laughs> uh, I'm happy for you. Um, technically, I picked a profession where I don't need to go back. Too, but this one is for to switch, not entirely switch possessions, but to allow me to do other things. Right. So you know, Fair enough. Is, I guess. Fair enough. make Fair a little enough. extra, make a little extra money, set myself up for retirement. Right. If I ever hate my job, I can t- I can switch careers technically. So you know, living, living. Um, what are we talking about today? Today we're talking about. Bowl games. We're talking about the Big Ten in the bowl game. It is officially bowl season. There were seven bowl games yesterday of varying, you know, some were okay. Some were just, like, very, very boring. It, it wasn't, like, the, the greatest bowl. Although, the Celebration Bowl, for those who don't know, the HBC National Championship, fire. Like, absolutely fire. You the, didn't watch that, did you? The game that was on yesterday? Jackson State versus uh, uh, Central. Yeah, that was last night, right? Yeah. Yeah, I saw some of it. I wasn't able to watch uh, all of it. That game was spectacular. That I, game it, was- it looked um, competitive the whole way through. Yeah, it was. Um, <laughs> it was. And there's just a lot going to it. A lot of haters, right? A lot of people praying on Dion's downfall, which whatever. Which you, makes you no gotta- sense. Which makes no sense because, again, I, are you cheering for the kids or not? 
No, no, they're not. So we know that though. It's about the narrative. It's about hating on Dion because he didn't decide to spend his entire career um, saving the HBCUs. They can't even save themselves. Hey, that's not the point. Oh. Dion was the savior. No, I'm with this. I, I guess, but like, damn it, they're, they're, they're I, I, Every I, I, I'll tell you this: every HBCU's downfall is the HBCU itself. No, it's not. It's the fact that Dion didn't stay forever, mm. and, and you know, and fix every single HBCU every from single his one. one, from his one, right? Like his his him one, his one that wasn't even helping him fix the school. Hey, you know? hey. Again, he had to put Dion, his own money in for them to have an actual workout facility. All I hear is logic. We, we don't do logic when we yell at people, okay? We don't do logic when we say that people are, are betraying the community, you know? Betraying the community is uh, so dramatic. Yeah, so so that that's what it is. Uh, a lot of people hating on Dion. Um, but it did it look like it was a good game. Uh, what Although, was it? it went to the last play of the, of the game, right? Yes, and got to get these jokes off. Twitter's hilarious. Obviously, they're two HBCUs, yeah. and a white tight end dropped the game tying touchdown. I mean, and Twitter was in flames. Which and is funny I, to I me because I felt like uh, most of the that's usually what they play. Tight end, <laughs> tight end, yeah, or, or yeah. office alignment. Yeah, I, it, it just it was just funny. They were like, oh, like. <laughs> <laughs> It was just funny, but like also not because like that kid was like really really sad. And, I'm you know, sure he was. Oh, I'm, I'm sure he was. But no one's gonna talk about the fact, you know, the the video of Dion consoling the kid afterwards as a good coach who mm. cares about the player does. That's not gonna matter. It's of not gonna not matter because you know he's he's a bad person. So, <laughs> uh, or or the video of him crying and having a hard time before the game and the emotion that he showed about leaving his kid. All that, you know, none of that. None of that. We're just going to talk about the fact that he didn't save every single HBC on the face of the earth by being a football coach. Um, Bro, but that was I, really- I don't. I still to this. I really don't know how. How would he? So because because he the only thing he could save is the football programs of every HBCU. If that's the thing, because I I don't see how a football coach can save HBCUs. Well, before we spiral, it's funny that you mentioned that because Dion said that himself in an interview before the Celebration Bowl saying that, like, I can't save the university. All I can do is save the football program. And he's like, you want me to rise up the university, but what you got to understand is if we, if the football program is ready because I'm doing what my thing, is baseball ready? Is basketball ready? Is soccer ready? Is the administration ready? Is the rest of the school ready? Like, I can't make all of these other things ready. I can only do one thing. That's not my job. I'm a football coach. That's what I do. I'm a football coach. I I coach coach football. That's it. That's it. That's all. I just happen to be a celebrity. I just happen to be rich. And I just happen to be good at my job. Because even at the end of the day, and like you said, you don't want to spiral. I don't want to keep you. But, like, even then, like, you keeping him there or wanting him to stay there so more uh, big-name athletes would go to HBCUs, they probably still wouldn't anyway because they would see the facilities and see how lackadaisical or lack of care is put into those into those programs that I'm still going to go to Alabama. I'm still going to go to This Ohio is why State. Dion was putting his own money into it. And the thing about it, right, 
people were already turning on him inside of the culture because remember the whole he's not slack thing and people were like oh it's unfair because he's Dion he's only good because he's getting all these recruits oh yeah do you want him to be good or do you not like it's like it's like he, it was unfair because he was too good at his job and he was making the rest and of his season bad. And he only but then has he a big leaves mm-hmm. and he didn't do anything to help HBCUs. So when he was there, he was the bad guy. When he leaves, he's the bad guy. It just seems like y'all don't want to be happy. No one ever does. No one actually wants happiness. Mm-mm. Because they just want something to complain about. Yeah. Everybody loves complaining. The complaining Olympics. Everybody, everybody wants something to be wrong. Yeah. Even if you do everything perfectly, they're gonna For find sure. something wrong. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so we're gonna we're gonna do a very awkward transition into some really sad news, something that actually matters in, right. the, in the course of life. And then we're gonna do an even more awkward transition out of that because there's just no way you can transition out of that. Um unfortunately, uh, Mike Leach died um not that long ago. It was in the in the Friday, past right? I think. Did he All die right. before we recorded the last podcast and we didn't mention it? No, that was that happened during the week. That yeah. was that was like Thursday or something like that. No, I think it was early in the week. It was like Tuesday. Okay, I knew it happened. It was, the week, it was though. Yeah, it was like on Sunday or something. You started to see some news that he was in the hospital, and then like the next day, you you saw that it was um, critical condition. It was the ICU. See, and I like, didn't see any it was like he passed. Uh, so all, yeah, I didn't. I didn't even see the the build up to it. Yeah, like not even, not really sure what happened. Um, that doesn't really matter. But right. um, it's just kind of sad. He's like, I think someone said. I don't remember the exact number. I just know it's less than five. He's like the second or third ever sitting head coach to die. Huh. Like on the job, like he was preparing to coach a bowl game right um they said that he had been sick off and on throughout the season he was fighting some like pneumonia type things and people had kind of asked him to like you know maybe it was getting so bad they thought he needed to step away and then he just got better and they said he was better for like two or three weeks and then it just crashed and it was just a, a very quick downward spiral from there so um you know obviously I, I don't. I'm not a praying person, so I just you know send thoughts and condolences. But if you all pray, if you all pray or anything like that, whatever you do, um, thoughts, prayers, condolences, etc., to his family, first and foremost, um, to his to his players. After that, like that's yeah. you know, you spend so much time with these people, um, and then one day it's just they die. Yeah. Um, it, so it, it, it's kind of it's it's a bit like losing a father figure. Yeah, and, and ultimately that's what coaches are, right? right? You know, that's why a lot of people get into the coaching profession to be mentors, to be father figures, to be, you know, um, to have an impact in in the lives of young men, and you know, a lot of them do it well. Um, Mike Leach, uh, and you know, I can't, yeah, great coach. I can't speak on this as much as other people can, so I'm gonna try not to stumble through it. But he has one of the largest coaching trees um, in college football. Like, um, you know, you think Nick Saban, you think some of these people. Uh, he has one of the largest coaching trees in college football. Um, he is the founder of, like, the Air Raid offense, which is where his coaching tree comes from. Um, and, and, like, all of the things that you kind of 
came out uh, of, about him uh, afterwards. It's just a lot of stories of people, you know, like kind of just like speaking really positively of him. Like I saw this one thing, you know, what, I don't remember what this thing's called, but there's like this thing where you can pay like famous people to like give like videos and stuff. Um, um, I know what you're talking about. I can't think of the name of it, but I do know what you're talking about. So uh, I can't think of it, but uh, whatever it is, someone like paid him to do like a minute for their dad, and he talked for a uh, way longer than that just because he was talking about candy, and he just got excited and just kind of like gave this <laughs> dude like, this this long thing, just like a lot of people in the media. You know, a lot of people hate the media for good and bad reasons. Some of them are really crappy, um, and others get crapped on just by doing their job because people don't like talking to them. The media talked about just how like nice he was, how he would talk to them and just give them insight and, you know, just treated them like, you know, you're supposed to treat human beings um, and different things like that. And he wasn't perfect, right? Uh, as just, and I hope people don't think I'm speaking ill of the dead. I think that you can be truthful even when someone dies. Like right. most all coaches from the South, he was probably racist, right? He did some things in support of Trump during his campaign, and he had said a couple of things that, like, his players spoke out against, and he had to apologize for, and uh, around, like, Trump and certain protests and things like that, right? Like, nobody's perfect, um, but, it, like, that is also part of his legacy. But as a football coach, um, very, very well-liked as a person, very well-liked. Um, and so some of his coaches um, and you'll recognize some of these names as uh, head coaches in, in very successful places. Um, Dave Aranda, uh, very successful head coach at Baylor right now. Um, Art Bryles, uh, Jeff uh, Coates, not sure who that is. Sonny Dykes, you should know that name. He's yeah. the head coach of, you know, the number three team in the country in the, in the college football playoffs. Um, Greg McMinkin, Ruffin McNeil, Dana Horgerson, head coach at West Virginia. He's now the head coach at Houston. Um, Seth Luttrell, uh, he's a head coach. Um, Lincoln Riley, everyone knows that name, right? Um, Ken Wilson, um, players who are also coaches now. Cliff Kingsbury, um, you know, the, the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. Um, Neil Brown. I don't the know how, for how long. That was you know, <laughs> No, it wasn't. It wasn't. He's not good. Um, Neil Brown, um, head coach of West Virginia, also don't know how long. Um, Josh, Josh Heupel, uh, you should know that name, head coach at Tennessee. Eric Morris, uh, head coach at University of North Texas, was the head coach at Incarnate Ward. Sonny Cumbie, head coach at Louisiana Tech. Jeez. Like, that's a, yeah. <laughs> like, He's that's a, a crazy, crazy coaching tree. A very, very successful people, people who have been successful at the highest level of the sport. I mean, Sonny Dykes is in the college football playoff. Dave Aranda has won um, conference championships. Um, Cliff Kingsbury was successful at Texas Tech, turned that to an NFL job, and was mildly successful there for a little bit. Um, uh, Seth Luttrell was was successful at his place. Lincoln Riley has had three Heisman winners running yep. a similar form of his offense um, and has made the playoffs multiple times, was a, a, a game away from being in the playoff this year. Like, um, that's it's a, a fucking tree. <laughs> like, He's um, that's, that's an impressive uh, tree right there. Yeah, so uh, definitely. Exactly. Yeah, I, I thought that list was gonna keep going for real. I, I mean, yeah, honestly. <laughs> so, as I was reading it, it just kept like you know. So um, he very um, you know definitely gonna be missed. Um, 
61 is not old. It's a very young No, it's age. not. No, it's actually um, very young. Wow. He had a lot of a lot of life left. Um, so a, a very, very unfortunate, very sad. So definitely wanted to um, talk about him and appreciate what he has done for the game of college football. And uh, send out some condolences to his family, to his players. Um, and so, as I said, we're going to do a very awkward transition out of that because there's no way to transition away from some news like that uh, into some quick hitters. And then for the rest of the show, we'll, we will be talking about the bowl games. So um, the first quick hitter uh, that I have um, is this conversation. And I'm not sure how much you see this. Uh, I'm not sure how much you read, like, our group chat or, like, you see it on Twitter and things like I've that. I've seen a few people kind of hint at that's that's how they feel about this, which I find hilarious because it's actually just been Ohio State fans. So that's the weird part to me. Yeah, so that's that's where it's gotten really, really big. It ha- Like, there are people who feel this way all over the country. Of course. But the, Ohio, course. But the Ohio State thing has been very, like, present recently and if you haven't picked up what we're talking about we're talking about nil um you know teams using it not using it people think it's ruining college football this that and the third i just wanted to like put my opinion on record very quickly i think that people are overdoing the nil thing i think that there are things that happen normally that have always happened in the sport that are still happening and it's not because of nil right like a player commits to your school and then decommits they were doing that three years ago before they could get paid for, right? Are there some of them who are doing it for NIL? Sure. Possibly. Sure. Who maybe, cares? Right? Like, like if they're going to Texas A&M, maybe that's for NIL. If they're going to Miami, maybe that's for NIL. Because we've heard a lot about that from those those teams. And those are places that are, haven't been recruiting like this. But, like, a kid decommitting from Ohio State to go to Georgia or Alabama, probably not NIL. A, a kid committing to Ohio State to go to a place closer to home, maybe it's NIL, maybe it's not. And, and this is everyone in the country. Like, It's just like I, I think because it's so new, people – and there are rumors for everything, people attribute it to that, right? Like there's – like <clears throat> Ohio State lost uh, the number one recruit in the nation, right, and mm-hmm. uh, a 24-class quarterback, right? And he hasn't recommitted yet, but immediately it was like, oh, Nebraska offered him this crazy NIL deal. First of all, we don't even know if he's going to Nebraska because he hasn't committed there. He hasn't secondly, secondly, if he does commit to Nebraska, it could be because they have a really successful coach and Matt Rule, who was really successful, and his uncle's there. And his uncle was there last year, but the coach wasn't good. So maybe the updated coaching staff, the new offensive coordinator, his uncle being there, maybe the pool is there. It could be NIL. It could also be family ties and the fact that there's a better respected coach there, right? Yep. Also, it's 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 December. He can't commit until next year. He could decommit and then commit to Ohio State again. Right. Next year. Like right. it's like it's not over until it's over, right? Because my like, thing is it's like so if he if he had stayed committed to Ohio State, was that NIL? Right. I mean, was it? Was it not? Right. And so, but it, not even just something Ohio State thing, right? Like there are, um, you know, like that happens all the time, right? And here's the thing. I, I, he's, I, he in particular, mm-hmm. one person. There are other good quarterbacks in the country. So even if you did lose him, and even if you did lose him because of NIL, it's Ohio State. Just go get another just one. Just go Same get another thing one. That happens to Bama or Texas or or Georgia or any other school in the country, just go get another one. It's just like, I think fans are driving themselves crazy 
by making everything about NIL, especially things that always happen. Yeah, and I think I think also is that players now are having are picking places that probably they they wouldn't have beforehand, but are a lot more comfortable to do now because of NIL. And it, but not just solely because of that. And I think that's and everybody's so upset because it's like certain certain teams or certain schools are getting uh, getting better with recruitment, and it's like, oh, it's got to be nil. Maybe it is. Who cares? That's the other point. Maybe it is. Who cares? Right? Like who, who cares? cares? And 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 here's the thing. Like you I should be better at recruiting. Then you should be yeah. better at convincing someone to come to your school. And I know that this is like a slightly old school mentality of me, but hear me out because this tracks in the NFL too. Mm-hmm. I don't want the player or the kid who is only on the team because of money. That almost never works. I brought this up on another podcast, um, and I think you will recognize it more because I think you are probably a little bit more in the NFL than um, than Chris is. You remember the Dream Team uh, Eagles? Yes. How did that go? Nope. Name name a team in the NFL or NBA because you're bigger in the NBA. Name a team in the NFL or NBA that came together through free agency, solely through free agency, that was successful. I only remember – I can only think of two, and it's the Warriors and Miami. And it still took Miami a year before they became successful. But, but even – that's not solely through, through free agency. The Warriors won a ring before they, before they hit True. I, I mean, I'm and just saying the super that. team be- – thing True. happened through yeah. free free agency but, but and, yeah uh nfl when they um when the patriots got um randy moss they were successful sort of but they were, but they were also good before that yeah no like you can't name a bad team that became good from it you can name a team like you're supposed to use these things to supplement what you have Free agency can take you over the top, right? The Bills became what they are now after they had built a core and then they added Stephon Diggs. Like, he took them over the top. But, like, adding Stephon Diggs without Josh Allen taking that that leap and your defense not being good wouldn't have helped, right? Like, I I do remember that because the Eagles had so many people and it just didn't work. And it was was Chip Kelly, right? All these guys, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And and it just didn't, didn't do anything, right? I mean... That it's safe to say that the Nets is finished, right? And I told people, and you can vouch for this, I told people it was not going to work. I have a bet with a friend that I was so confident that it's a three- or four-year bet, and it's coming due. I actually need to call him because it's coming due. I bet him that they would – I can't remember. You're talking years. about the Mets and – The Nets. Oh, the Nets. But oh, the yeah. Mets yeah, we knew, bet, we knew that, we knew that wasn't going to happen because they lost everybody on their bench. Yeah, as soon as and they I, traded for James Harden, it flopped. It would have worked. Yeah. KD and Kyrie would have. It would have been fine. You, yeah, you know, you know, Rod, obviously. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. A four-year bet with him that they wouldn't win a championship. That's how confident I was. Oh yeah. And yeah. then they got James Harden, and he was like, "Oh, it's a wrap now." And yeah. I said, it, "It's even more likely that you're yeah. going to give me my money." Yeah. I didn't think it was going to work with KD and Kyrie because I don't think their personalities work well together. Like sport, like but like, I keep the reason you. why I the reason why I, I don't agree with that is because they had they still had a team that played defense. So I mean, they if, had Paris Levert. No, no, no. Yes. Who's the, who, yeah, him. Who's the guy? Who, they had Spencer Dinwiddie. They had Jared Allen. That's what it is, Jared Allen. Mm-hmm. They traded him to the freaking Cavs, and he's 
balling. They're one like, of the best teams in the East now. And they've been, they've been consistently. Yeah, they've been a, a, one of the top teams in the East, barring injuries, since that trade happened. <laughs> like, so, 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 who else? Who else? Um, the, the Clippers. And nope, part, that of that, part, of that's, part of that's injury. I get that. But you knew they were injury prone when you got both of them. That didn't work, yep. right? Uh, what, Lakers. What happened then? I mean, they got one, so you could argue it worked. No, 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 no. That wasn't a super team. That was just a good team that had two superstars. The super okay, team then is the, when they did yeah, got Westbrook. The Russ, yeah, 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 yeah. Work. Even nope. I can I can say the Lakers again. 2012, when it was Dwight Howard and Steve Nash. Didn't work. Uh, 2004, Carl Malone and um Gary Payton. It didn't. Work. I mean, the Celtics when they when they got Kyrie and then they got uh who's the white boy uh that's all Gordon injured? Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward. Yep, yep they got him. Work. That um, didn't work. The, and, 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 when they and got... the Celtics are one of the best teams in the league. Why? Because of their homegrown talent. Yeah. Uh, Houston Rockets. When they got Charles oh, Barkley God, and so, Clyde Drexler. I, I thought you were going to say James Harden and mm. CB3. <laughs> like, there's a lot of iterations of the Houston Rockets you can use. I mean, I was just saying, like, it just it, it usually does not work. It's only, so, I've only seen it work twice. And it worked immediately for Golden State because, that, of course, all they did was add one player. And then it took a minute for it to work for Miami. Yeah. and And so the point is, I've These never seen it work for a football team. If it's not, if, yeah, if it's not working in the NFL and the NBA, the top of the sport, what makes you think it's going to work in college? And, oh, and why, oh mm, I guess the Rams last year, technically, that technically, was stu- that was trades. And look at them now. I mean, like, and, and to the point, right? Let's use the Rams and the Lakers as a point, right? Mm-hmm. When you do it, you got to win because it's going to floppy immediately. You, Immediately fall. It's immediately gonna fall. Immediately fall. It like it, it. It is guaranteed, and and sometimes guaranteed. it's. I hope we don't get sued for that. I don't know if you got that T in <laughs> It is guaranteed that you are going to fall. All right. So, and it's like, do you even want to do that? Like, do you, like, are you sure you want to do Cause, that? Because because the like, rings, the rings, not a hundred percent. So percent given. And it's not. And then, like, when the time comes to pay rent, rents do. <laughs> rents always do. Rents gonna come back around. Mm-hmm. You gonna have to then pay for four for or that. five years. You are gonna be picking. You are gonna be pick having picks, but you don't have any lottery picks because you traded all your lottery picks away. Exactly. And yeah. so, to take it back to college football, right? Look at what happened. What's happening in Texas A and M? They did it. They went seven and five. There's a mass exodus of players leaving. They didn't win anything. So, I don't want like I don't want a 25 year old grown man at the top of his game and his prime coming to my team solely because of the money and bringing in all of this kind of stuff, right? So why do you think it's going to work with a 17-year-old kid? And the difference with LeBron, KD, all of these guys, we've seen them perform before they got their money. I ain't seen this 17-year-old perform. True. High school is not the same as Division One college football. It's not. Very true. <laughs> so Very true. I think people are driving themselves crazy with this NIL conversation because every everything that happens, some of it's just normal stuff. Like, you like it is it is almost never a good thing when a kid commits two years early. They don't stay. No. Like you shouldn't even be allowed to commit your sophomore. And then year. also a uh, transfer portal is that for money? So and they're saying it is though. They're saying it is. Like they're yeah, saying a lot of these most of these t- most of these players are leaving because 
they can see the writing on the wall, like, oh, I'm not going to be really playing here, or um, or we're going to stink because we mean, just like, lost I, our coach. Because I tell you, if my coach got fired in the middle of the season, I'm yeah, going into the transfer that's portal. Fair. That's fair. But, like, I would say maybe 10% of the players in the transfer portal are players who coaches got fired and they want something else. They want to get closer to home or, like, they're at a lower level and want to rise up. Those are the players you get. You get the guy that balled at the SC- FCS level and wants to play high D1. You get the the guy, like, uh, like I was going to say Dante Cephas. Um, why am I going to forget his name now? Is it Dante Cephas? Yes. It is Dante Cephas. Yes, it is. Because um, I was like, I, I was mixing it up because like, it's something with your name and something with your dad's name. And I'm yeah. Dante C- You get him, the guy who had back-to-back thousand-yard seasons at Kent State and now wants to play at a higher level. Yep. Those are the people. But most of the people in the transfer portal, they're not in there for money. They're in there because they suck. And so they want to go somewhere. Or they want to go somewhere. They want to go somewhere where they know they can get some playing time. Because they suck. <laughs> like most of them are not impact players so it's just like I just, this is just like please calm down everyone college football is not over yes there are some people but like also let's talk about it why are you mad at somebody getting paid because if somebody really mad at a boy, kid getting paid bro if somebody paid, if somebody offer you some money you're gonna leave your job are you gonna be loyal? Oh, you believe in the loyalty thing, right? You go, you go. Because again, job. again, we are all fine and dandy when coaches leave programs for better money or a better opportunity. Hey, we're all hey, fine and dandy. Hey, don't talk about that. We're not allowed to. We we're not allowed to talk about that. We're not allowed to talk about how Lincoln Riley just up and left Oklahoma for you. And then took players with him. Mm-mm. No, we can't talk about. It. We can't talk about how. Uh, uh, Brian Kelly left Notre Dame when they were close to when they almost could have made the playoff. Yeah, to LSU. LSU. Mm. Mm, don't say. It. We're not going. We're not going to talk about how Luke Fickle left Cincinnati and took almost the whole staff with him to go to Wisconsin. Yep, he but had a job. Now, now I'm I'm a player. If I'm leaving Cincinnati, I'm I'm the weird one. Yep. It's a problem. It's because of the money. But even if it is because of the money, the Who coach left because of the money. Yep. Since when I'm, we, I'm just following in the in the in the father figure's footsteps. Look, see, you did something there. You did something. So we can we can move on. All I'm just saying, this stuff happens. First of all, it happens. Oh, Not okay. everything that's happening is because of nil. Right. The two or three things that are because of nil. So what? <laughs> get over it. Get over like, it. Like just get over it. You'll it it'll be alright. It's not that big of a deal. It's really not. And for the Ohio State fans, Ohio State's not broke. They're not. And they're recession-proof. This NIL market is going to crash eventually because what's going to happen is they're going to keep giving 17-year-olds money, and then they're not going to play, one. They're going <laughs> to transfer like they did at Texas A&M, two. Or the coaches are going to get mad at you for promising playing time for money, and the coaches are going to put a stop to it yep. because – they don't want people running their program, and that is why places like Ohio State, Bama, and Georgia aren't doing it. You don't hear Georgia giving a player $10 million. Where do you hear that from? You hear it from Texas A&M. You hear it from Miami. You hear it from Nebraska. You hear it from Tennessee. You hear it from and I, ain't even, I, I, and I didn't even know that like money like that was getting handed out from the school. It's probably not. 
<laughs> and that's what people are saying. It's not happening at the top of the sport because they don't need it. Because you know what Nick Saban's going to say? He's going to say, if you're coming here for $2 million, don't. But if you want to come here to win 17 national championships in two and a half years. Because you can still out. make $2 million off your own name, my guy. CJ, bro, CJ Stroud had a billboard in Times Square. He plays in Ohio. He's from California. Why the hell has he got a billboard in New York City? Exactly. Because money, he got paid for it. I did the math. C.J. Stroud spent like between like seventeen and thirty thousand dollars from Express to get his whole team suits. Nobody's talking about the good side of NIL too, right? Where like people are giving back. Nobody's talking about Caleb Williams donating beats to like every sports program on campus. Wow. Yeah, he did that. I, I know for a fact it was two. I know for a fact it was women's basketball, men's basketball, and maybe volleyball or something. But I'm sure it was probably other sports too. Nobody talks about him just walking into the locker room before a game like, boom, here are free beats that are designed for the whole team. Nobody's talking about C.J. Stroud buying suits for a 100 black men. They're not all black, but most of them are 100 black men buying tailored suits from Express, a place that most of them could probably never afford growing up and maybe can't afford now. I got a full-time job, and I can barely afford it. I know, I, I, Nobody I talked about that. But you want to talk about the 17-year-old kid that's leaving to go somewhere else because he may or may not have got some money. I don't care. Just Possibly. get over it, please. Because the whole point of this thing is to is to leverage yourself and leverage your future to make money playing this game eventually. Because, because again, if you get a new job offer, you're going to leave. But here's the difference between you and them. You're not putting your body I tell you this, listen, on I the t- line. I tell you this. When I was going to college, if, if, another co- if another college called me up and was like, we'll pay two semesters. I was like, these niggas ain't paying one. I'm out. Like, <laughs> you know, like, what are, what are we talking about? Like, what are we talking about? I'm but out. again, the difference is. You sitting at a desk, my guy, you not putting your brain and your body and your limbs and surgeries and all these other kind of things potential, the potential for somebody else's entertainment. Yeah. You're not risking CTE for somebody else's entertainment. You're not. You sitting at a desk getting a beer belly. And I'm saying that as somebody with one. I can say it. I can't because I sit at a desk. But the difference between me and you, I'm not complaining about it. Shut up. Anyway. Something else I want to complain about. Because like we still the only part people talk about NIL is kids getting money. Don't they get like a uh, guaranteed health insurance the entire time they're there? And yeah, and they, they had to fight for that. Stuff like that. They yeah. had to fight for that. That's that's in, Dante. That's in like the last ten years. It could be like twelve or thirteen because time is a flat circle, and somehow we're about to be thirty. But like <laughs> it was in our lifetime, like middle school and high school when they got that. They didn't always have that. You used to get injured. I'm get sure that hurt. happened when I was in college, actually. Actually, I'm pretty sure it did. You used to get injured and get cut. cut. Now they have to. Now you get some life insurance a little bit, or like health insurance or whatever. If, if you get injured, if it's they a, definitely pay for all the hospital stuff yeah. and things like if that. If it's yeah. if it's if it's an injury that happened while playing, you get some sort of coverage afterwards. Like you don't get it after, like you know, like you know, you don't keep it forever. But like they do typically continue paying for things that happened on the field after you're done playing and you maintain your scholarship now because you used to count against the scholarship limit so if you got injured they would kick you off the team and you would have to go home because you couldn't afford school no more now they start and that's again now i'm stuck with hospital bills i'm stuck with hospital bills and i either have to finance my education or i have to just not get the education 
Because I can't afford it. Which I'll just man, because these kids might get a little bit of money. And it's not even all of them. Not every player is getting money, a lot of money or getting money. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Not at all. And that's so, how that happens. Not every player makes the big bucks. It, it just, they just don't. So Office alignment are the most important players on teams, and they get paid the least. So, like... <laughs> like, what do you think they're getting at Kent State? They're lucky to get a meal, bro. Like, they're lucky to get a meal. They might get something paid for, something like that. Like... Like, and that's the other thing with this sport. You're focusing on the top. You focus so much on Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia, those kind of things. You focus on the high four and five stars. That is the minority of the population. That's the minority of the sport. Like, yeah. they're not getting that at Jackson State. And they're not even getting that much for real. The, so, these big schools. They're not. Most of them aren't. The quarterbacks, maybe. The first-round pick, you know, offensive tackle or, or defensive lineman, maybe. Well, the majority receiver, of the team is not. Yeah, receiver, maybe, running back. And, and it's not millions either. Let's talk about that. Until someone can show me somebody's taxes, where yeah. that's a million dollars, they're not getting that. That's still – you still got to get to the league. For I don't that. even know if they're getting half mil. I don't think they're seeing half a million, let alone Crazy. a million. Crazy. Ain't nobody about to give a 17-year-old kid a million dollars. And if anyone is getting a million dollars, you know who it is? It's C.J. Stroud. It's Bryce Young. It's the person that won the Heisman and came back, and they know that they're good. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not the 17-year-old kid in high school. It's just not. Yeah. Nah. All right. Let's move on. Two things very quickly. First of all, the Colts lost. Uh, they are now the owners of the worst uh, loss. Uh, was it uh, comeback loss in NFL history? They were up thirty-three nothing at half and lost. Beautiful. Loved every second of it. Loved every second of it. Didn't put the game onto the fourth quarter when they were already like Minnesota was already coming back. Because what are you doing? You suck. Fire the coach. Get a top five pick. Draft the quarterback, end it. What are you trying to win I, for? I still don't understand the Jeff Saturday hire. <laughs> Nobody does. It don't make no sense. It really don't. But, but I love it. I love it because it's going to take us to the deep, dark depths of hell. Because here's the thing. Frank Reich had his problems, but we would have won more games with him. Possibly. Yeah. And then we would have got, like, the 12th pick, the 15th pick. He still would have got fired. And we fire him. Hire someone who don't deserve it. Lose a bunch of games. It is it is a master class in tanking. Like, if you want to learn how to tank, call Jim Ursay. Call him how you tank without looking like you're tanking. Just beautiful. Loved every second of it. Like, And, and then people don't think you're tanking because you're up 33 nothing a half. And then you just, quote, unquote, implode. And it's like, oh, but they fighting, though. They really trying. They really want to win. Yep. Love it. Love it. Don't do it again. Don't do it again. <laughs> you got three games left. You better not win a single one of them. Don't win. We need a top five pick. Stop playing with me. The hell are we doing? Like I was saying the same thing, but for my you, you have a good coach. Y'all y'all are not y'all We got a good coach and actually still got a really good defense. I just saw yeah. that uh Highsmith or uh, other linebacker, outside linebacker, has 11 sacks on the season with five forced fumbles. I was what, like, what the hell, bro? Like, I was like, oh, man, we, we probably going to go 
uh, uh, 500 and maybe sneak into the playoffs when we definitely should lose every last game we got left and try to stay at like 15. Because <laughs> yeah, sure. I think we're going to have a lower pick than Tampa Bay because we beat them and so did everybody else in the AFC North. We're gonna have a we're gonna have a higher pick than Green Bay, uh, Denver. <laughs> like it's, yeah, there's so many yeah. um, y'all. Crazy. So yeah, crazy. I gave up on that. Um, but yeah, no, that, that thirty three. I I promise you, I saw that it was thirty three to nothing going into half, and I was like, oh, this game's over. <laughs> nope. Yeah, I was wrong. I was wrong as Love hell. That. Love that. My guy, my guys didn't let me down. Thought they were gonna let me down. I would, I, y'all think I'm joking? I was genuinely mad when I saw that they were up thirty three nothing, bro. Because what are we, what are we doing? We're at seven. A loss and a couple wins puts us at five. Like that's what we need. Yeah. Stop playing, bro. I'm tired. I'm tired. Of this. But like, I want. It would have been hilarious. And it's it would have a- made Minnesota frauds, but it just. Oh, that was the narrative of it though was hilarious because it was like, why is this happening? Um, it's happening because Kirk Cousins is in a primetime game. Yeah, Duh. we yeah. know this. We know he not like that. he threw two picks. <laughs> One was a pick six. Yeah, like Kirk Cousins still a fraud. Just because they won, still a fraud. Like it don't mean nothing. The Colts needed one touchdown in the second half, and and they wouldn't have won. They just couldn't do it. Cause they're trash. Um, yeah, bro. Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan don't move the needle one bit. No, no, but it's I, I love it, and this is gonna lead right next to my next quick hit, quick hitter. The Colts are gonna draft CJ Stroud because he's not gonna go number two. I want to give credit to where credit's due. There are some very, very, very good defensive players in the draft. I want to start there, but also the NFL draft is racist, so he's gonna fall and he's gonna fall right into our lap. And I'm I'm not going to pretend that this is a reputable source, although I've seen it other places, but I just want to give you an example because people probably think I'm lying. 33rd team, it's big enough for them to have promoted tweets on Twitter and a couple of my timeline, even though I don't follow them. They did a mock draft. (laughs) In their mock draft, the coach were at seven, no longer. We're about to be at five. Shout out, you know, way to look out. Coach were at seven. Guess who they drafted according to the mock draft? Yo, Will Levis. Ooh. Guess who was still on the board? C.J. Stroud. Where did C.J. Stroud go? Nine to the Panthers. Tell me how that makes sense. Oh, wait. I'll tell you. Will Levis. Tall, white, which means he has the traits. He has the leadership skills. And that's it. We're going to ignore the fact that he's never thrown for 300 yards in a game. We're going to ignore the fact that he throws a lot of interceptions, that he has accuracy issues. We're going to ignore all of that. He's tall. He's big. It could be fake. Like, you know, that run a little bit. bit. They can, I can fix you. Yeah. If you're tall, white, and athletic, I can fix you. I mean, yeah. you know, they fixed Josh Allen's throwing mechanics. That just happens all the Tom, time. Tom, just- Bra- Tom Brady wasn't even athletic, so... So it's all you gotta do: tall, white, and a good leader. You gotta, you gotta, and you gotta be smart, of course. You gotta be yeah, smart. I mean, yeah, you can't be a little dummy. I mean, yeah, but but she did feel kind of stupid. I'm sorry, yeah. Johnny Manziel <laughs> kind of stupid. <laughs> Zach Wilson has got to be an idiot. <laughs> gotta be. Uh, okay, so so Stroud, you know, we're gonna ignore the fact that 
He's like not even. We're not even gonna get into the Bryce Young thing, who's small. We're gonna ignore the fact that he's six three two eighteen, which is prototypical NFL size. We're gonna ignore that. Six three is fine. We're gonna ignore the fact that and two eighteen. He's not small. He looks skinny, but he's bigger. Like he's bigger than he looks. So like he can handle the hit. But we're not gonna talk about that. Oh, we're, gonna, we're gonna make him, him two thirty. It'd be perfect. Literally, we're gonna ignore the fact that um, Jalen Hurts is what five eleven. Something like that, yep. We're going to ignore the fact. But that's the thing. With most of the black quarterbacks, they can get the height thing, right? They can get the weight. That, oh, he's, he's little. He's Shoot, whatever. Cam Newton. They can't say that. They can't say that about C.J. Stroud. So what are they going to say? They're going to say the other thing. They're going to ignore the fact that he's a two-time Heisman finalist. They're going to ignore the fact that he's made it to the playoffs. They're going to ignore the fact that he's thrown for, like, 60 touchdowns and, like, t- less than 10 intercepts, interceptions in two years at the highest level of football. They're going to ignore all of that. He can't read the defense. He's not smart. He's not a leader. They're going to ignore the fact that he's one of the most accurate quarterbacks that the draft has ever seen. And they always say you can't teach accuracy, but somehow the more accurate quarterback is falling. And it's why it's obviously because he's black. Because there's nothing that you can put on paper that says CJ Stroud is worse than Will Levis. But somehow he's getting drafted after him. I mean, maybe it's like, just fair. You know, it's just like, it's just like I think I saw that happen before, with like Justin Fields and Deshaun Watson and Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes and the list goes on and on and on. Uh, and on. I, like, I, let's let's slow it down with Justin Fields. He he. No, well, hold on, no no no, that's not what I'm talking about. Is Justin Fields better than Zach Wilson? Yes or no? Oh, I mean, yeah. Okay, well, I didn't say mm-hmm. I didn't say he was successful. I didn't say he was a let. I, I don't know because I've seen Justin Fields has made just as dumb as decisions as Zach Wilson has. Are you? Are we really gonna act like Justin Fields is not significantly better than Zach? Wilson? He, I say he's and better. He's significantly better does not mean he's going to be successful in the league. I'm not asking you to make that leap. Is he or is he not significantly better? I, I, I guess exactly. as, as an athlete, as a quarterback, yeah, but I'm just saying I've seen the decision-making. He He's in his second – I'm not talking about that. He's in his second year. I didn't say he's perfect. I didn't well, say he was great. That's, half the, part, that's half the problem with Zach Wilson. The problem with Zach Wilson is Zach Wilson can't hit an open receiver to save his life. Zach Wilson Man, does not know how to play today. quarterback. <laughs> you didn't see the game today. Dante, you always see the one game where he plays well. I, and then you always I, I come know. in and be like, oh, Zach Wilson. No, he's he's trash. He's, he is. Just straight up, he's trash. He got yeah, he's, Regardless, he, I bet you the I bet you the Jets would be better if Justin Fields was on the team. Oh, probably. And Justin Fields would be better on the Jets because the Jets actually have an offensive line. The yeah, thing they still don't have a weapon, though, for real, for real, though. Who? The Jets. I don't know their offensive talent. Like, they know. have the they have the rookie of the year. Oh, true. They also have a very good running back, two very good running backs, and Brees Hall and some guy from North Carolina, Michael Carter. I think they have. They have a really good offensive line that they've invested in. They have a good defense with a, a like they do have a really they good have defense. the pieces and a really good coach. They would be much better if they had like they would be much but better. Also, if they I'll give you that back. their coach was not there when that draft happened. Yes, he was. Robert Sala was the coach of that draft. Are you sure? And yes, absolutely. And he was out doing the little parade. We think Zach Wilson is the best. Da, 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 da. Yeah, he was there. Huh. I don't remember that. He was. I thought so, it was somebody else coaching that team. Nope. 
It was Robert Sala. Huh. So, yeah. you know, and, 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 and here's the thing. There is literally the overall point, because NFL success shows that Justin Fields is better and I use success relatively. But even with that, there was not a singular thing that happened in college at the combine in the draft process that said that Zach Wilson was a better quarterback than Justin Fields other than the fact that he was white. I get that. That's true. Trevor Lawrence got it. Understood. I don't think he's better personally, but I I'm got just it. Not a fan. He I'm has been playing pretty well though. Yeah, because he because he, he, he has the talent. He's requisite. Yeah. He's, he's solid. He's good. I got that. Cool. Zach Wilson, the guy from nowhere, the guy who's like five ten. Like it's okay. We don't. I'm gonna spiral. All I'm saying <laughs> is the gap between Levis and Stroud is huge, and they're already doing the oh, let's put the white guy that came up out of nowhere over him when there's there's not an arm strength accuracy. Level of talent, what they did, and what they actually did on the field, mm-hmm. there's not a single thing that Levis is better than Stroud. In. Except maybe he has a stronger arm, maybe, maybe. But like that don't matter if he's not accurate. Like like throwing the ball seventy yards really don't do nothing because how many times do you do that in the NFL? True. Tom Brady can't throw it seventy yards. Peyton Manning he definitely came for 70 down. yards. He definitely came down. He couldn't in his prime. True. So, either way, it's just frustrating that they're doing it. And I saw that, and I'm just like, y'all are already starting the narrative of Levis over Stroud. And you can't give me a singular good week. I'm not saying that Stroud is going to be great in the league. You, nev- you don't know. Stroud. But you draft off of what you see and what you know today and you try to project. And it is much easier to project Stroud being successful just like it was much easier to project Justin Fields being successful just like, and I hate to say it because of what he did afterwards, just like it was much easier to project Deshaun Watson being successful than the people that you took over him. But the only comment... Who was taking over Deshaun Watson? uh, Was that not... Uh, Johnny Manziel's draft. Hold on, hold on. Holy I, crap! I, was it? No, no. Johnny's older than that. Hold on. Um, hold on. I'm gonna tell you. Uh, 2017 draft. Uh, okay, okay. All right. Let's see. Uh, player selection. Uh, what the heck? It was 2017. Yeah. What? Why? Why is it just getting me this? I just want the actual. Miles Garrett, Mitchell Trubisky, song. Well, Mitchell Trubisky was taking up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, hold on. I don't know why it's doing this. Leonard Fournette. Okay, so yeah, I want to just Patrick talk about Mahomes was taking over on with this. Which I oh. mean, that's whatever. So okay, so I'm yeah, okay, so it's Patrick Mahomes and then Deshaun Watson. So Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah. Well, yeah, because right, because he was playing for Duke and didn't really start. Didn't do nothing. He didn't played nothing. one season. And and here's the thing: the Patrick Mahomes thing. I understand why he fell a little bit. People like to play revisionist history with that, but there has never, until Patrick Mahomes, there has never been a successful NFL quarterback that ran the system he ran in college. It just wasn't. It just and, he, just, and also I, he was playing in Texas Tech. And he and he right, admitted yes, it was Texas Tech. And he admitted that he didn't know how to read a defense until like last year. 
Yeah. So like him being ta- and him being passed upon, I that makes sense. But at the draft profile, their talent, what they did in the league, what they had done in college, that the draft combine all of that, there was not a singular reason to take Mitchell Trubisky over Deshaun Watson except that he was the white quarterback. And what did Mitchell Trubisky do? Nothing. And what did Deshaun Watson do before he decided to start women? A lot. He was an MVP caliber player for the worst team in the league. That's true. Now, no, he went to USC. With Mitchell Trubisky, I, I do think him and Deshaun Watson, not Deshaun Watson, uh, uh, Justin Fields is still having the exact same problem. There's no offensive line to protect him. And yes. he, I'll give you this. Mitchell Trubisky did not have a weapon. Justin Fields just got one, and I still don't know how I feel about Chase Claypool. And, and here's the thing, though. I'm not talking about success in the league because you can't project that because of things like you just said. Yeah. I'm talking about at the moment you decide to draft them, Deshaun and Watson was the more the, clearly. The, yeah, it was. It was. It really wasn't close. Anyway, we're already at an hour. We haven't talked about bowl games. Our quick hitters are never that quick, but it's okay. Uh, we're gonna go to break, and we'll come back, and we'll wrap it up talking about the bowl games. Uh, we'll see you on the other side. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. What's good, everybody? Welcome back to Land Holy I7 Football Podcast, where we are uh, spending an hour on quick hitters. Um, so, shout out to us. <laughs> um, yeah, as I'm messing everything up. <laughs> Jordan, I'm here with Dante. Um, we have no concept of time. Time is a flat circle. But, I mean, it's, it's like some people care about bowl games, some people don't. I think we had, like, I don't think that was wasted conversation. I think, yeah, I think most people probably just care about the playoffs at yeah, this point. No. Unless, of course, you know, you're Wisconsin, Minnesota fan. Like, you care yeah. about the game, of course. But I think most people are caring yeah. about the playoffs. I think it was relevant conversation. It just yeah. went a little bit longer than I planned in my head. Yeah, yeah. Which is fine. So, bowl game preview. We're not going to do the playoff games because we're going to have an episode for, like, after that, which we need to figure out when we're going to record that because, obviously – Christmas and all that other kind. Actually, yeah. Uh, what it doesn't matter. It's actually I'll be off though all of next week, so it's on your schedule. Same. I have the entire week off. Oh, so we can just do it one of the days. Yeah. <laughs> you mean wait, like starting Monday or the week after Christmas? No, literally starting Monday. I have the entire week off. And then when? What about the week after Christmas? I uh, Tuesday. I have that tw- the twenty sixth off, and then I have to work. All right, so we can do it on the twenty sixth because I have I work next week. I have all of. The 26th, okay. after Christmas off. Okay. And then I have a couple extra days off because I'm going on vacation. So, okay. So, bold preview, we're not going to do the playoff games. That's going to be a whole show in itself. Um, we're just going to do the other games. The Big Ten has nine teams um, total uh, in the bowl games. Those teams are Wisconsin, Minnesota, Maryland, Iowa, Illinois, Purdue, Penn State, 
Ohio State, Michigan. Speaking of Illinois and Purdue, something that I forgot to mention, which we can maybe go in a little bit later um, once we kind of see his staff and some other things, Illinois' defensive coordinator got hired as Purdue's head coach. Whoa. And notable, aside from the Dion hire, he was the first black hire mm. in this coaching cycle. Um, so, as expected, they don't hire black coaches. But he's a young, I think he's like the fourth or fifth youngest head coach in the country. Um, Ryan Walters is his name. He had uh, – he drastically fixed Illinois' defense the last two years. Yeah. Really hot name in coaching. He was going to get a job somewhere. Uh, people thought about – thought he might get the Colorado job before the Dion news because I think he played at Colorado. Makes sense. Um, but, yeah, Purdue went the opposite of what they typically do uh, with offensive coaches. Their last couple of coaches with offensive coaches, they get a defensive guy. I was about to say Very that was their biggest problem. Yeah, very interested to see what he does there. Very interested to see what offense he brings there. Like what, like you know, you're a head coach. You set the system, although you hired an offensive coordinator. Very interested to see like his thoughts on offense. Does he do the Does he do the Wisconsin, Illinois, Brett Bielema thing? That's what I was thinking. Or does he want? But like he's not really on that tree. Does he do like a wide open kind of style? So that's interesting. Very intriguing. Um, wishing him success as always. Um, I didn't know that was happening. That's cool. But yeah, so. Um, so bowl games, Wisconsin plays Oklahoma state, Minnesota plays Syracuse, NC state plays Maryland, Iowa versus Kentucky for the second year in a row, Mississippi state versus Illinois, LSU versus Purdue, Utah versus Penn state. Uh, there's, so I'm not saying which I didn't even put it in the spreadsheet, which bowl games they are, because I'm not, I know, I think it's Utah and Penn state's probably a Rose bowl. Yep, it is. Okay. But I'm not giving them sponsorships. Like, yeah, hey, you don't care. <laughs> like the Rose Bowl is not really sponsorship, but it's like the, it, yeah. the it's like the the uh, cryptocurrency, you know, Starbucks yeah, Bowl. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I'm not doing the that. cheese it bowl. Like, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> doing. That. Um, okay, so I think most of these matchups are very interesting. Um, Wisconsin versus Oklahoma State would be interesting if Wisconsin was at the top of their game. Not really impressed with that one because I think OK State's going to roll them. But, like, that would have been interesting if Wisconsin, like, was a good team. Um, because, like, the style clash and, and some of that kind of stuff. Minnesota versus Syracuse is an excellent game. We've yeah. already seen Syracuse play a couple um, – couple played Purdue. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. and I think they played another team, but I know for a fact they played Purdue. Um, also, I don't know that they're both going to play. And I think that game went to the wire. It did, yep. yep, yep. Um, I don't know that they're both going to play, but they have two of the best running backs in the country with Mo Ibrahim and uh, – I highly doubt it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. We'll see. But even still, it's, it's still a good matchup of teams that are – like Minnesota should be better, but teams that are relatively – kind of on equal footing and, and um, have interesting, like, style clashes. Yeah. NC State-Maryland, um, also going to be interesting, although less interesting because, again, opt-outs, things like that. Yeah. Devin Leary's not playing that game. That's NC State's quarterback because he is in the transfer portal. Oh. Um, Iowa versus Kentucky has absolutely no interest at all. That None, and it's no New Year's <laughs> Eve, and it's yeah, probably that... in the middle of the day. <laughs> that just – I think that game, like, like they scored, like, 17 combined points last year. I think that might be too much. <clears throat> uh, 
Oh, it was it was seventeen to twenty. Oh wow! But that's it, really it was, high scoring. Yeah, but it didn't. It was it was a rough watch. It was a very very rough I, watch. I promise you, I did not watch that game. I know for a fact I didn't because I don't remember nothing. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, Mississippi State Illinois. I think that's a very interesting game. And yeah, like, it's interesting game. And it, it, it's like you, like we don't have. Unfortunately, we don't have too many SEC Big Ten uh, games, and. People are gonna like call me crazy because it's uh, SEC, but I think Mississippi State and Illinois are like relatively equal footing. Am I tripping? Like to currently, obviously not Illinois the last two or three years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like um, in this season, right? They should be pretty relatively. I don't. Equal. I don't remember what Mississippi State's record. Well, just kind was. of not even too much record, but just kind I know. Of, like, I know. I know. Not even that, but like they, from what I've watched, from what I've watched, because I I think I watched two Mississippi State games and I I watched a lot of Illinois games. Illinois is probably slightly better. I, I would probably say so. Um, I'd probably say so. But, like, I think they're relatively – I know they're a tougher and, team. Yeah, and it. also, like, where they fit in their conference. Um, they went I think they rally behind their coach. Like, they, they picked up their coach's identity more than yeah. any team probably in the country right now. Yeah, they went eight and four. Uh, also, like it's gonna be a little different again. Rest in peace, Mike Mike Leach. He's not right. gonna be on the sidelines, but it's also just very interesting as like a style thing because like Mississippi State runs the air raid. They right. very rarely run the ball. Like that, you're gonna see their quarterback throw for 40, 50, 50 times a game. Um, I don't. Again, you don't know who's playing with opt outs and things like that. Illinois has one of the best um, has one of the best uh, secondaries in the country. Multiple no, All-Americans from yeah. their secondary going to be draft picks there. So seeing uh, Mississippi Offensive State, line. yeah. So, so seeing Mississippi State throw the ball against their secondary is going to be very interesting. Where Illinois, even if Chase Brown doesn't play, is going to like line up, offensive line, tight ends, and run the ball down their throat. Uh, at least they're going to try to. So that's just like a very interesting style clash. Um, Purdue's gonna kill. I mean, LSU's gonna kill Purdue. Really? Like, yeah. Really? Yeah. I don't know. LSU. LSU is very inconsistent. That's, very that's inconsistent team. It's like when, especially when they go against a team where you again, where they, I guess they should probably kill them. They look awful in those yeah. games. Yeah. But, like, I, I guess that's true. It depends on which, like, do you get the LSU that, like, beat Alabama or do you get the LSU that, like, showed up in and other barely, games? And they barely beat Alabama. Yeah, if it's <laughs> Alabama. But, like, if you can play to the level of beating Alabama, you should blow out Purdue is what I'm saying. Fair. Like, like the requisite of, like, the team that you're facing. Yeah, no, I, I get that, but I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It, it's still going to be really- and again. And you're the thing. The one thing you brought up the most is that uh, who who's going to sit out? Yeah, especially um, for either team. Yeah, I, well, the, at this level, I don't think you get that many opt outs because like you don't have that many players going to the league. But like, well, I mean, Purdue's quarterback's yeah. definitely going into the draft. Yeah, but he's going to have to play. He he worked himself out of a first round pick. Yeah, I he's going to. He's he was. Gonna, I think he was going to play regardless. I think yeah. he just likes playing football. And he's. 27. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, really? He's not 27. He's like, be like they about to drink. It's about to be like when like, the Browns drafted Brandon Whedon. He's older, though. Uh, and he, he is married. I was not joking about that. <laughs> um, oh, 
he's not playing the Citrus Bowl though. Huh. But it's not for like lack of want to. It's mm-hmm. like his brother died, and yeah. so he he played that's the right. Big, yeah. he played the Big Ten championship game because that's the championship game. The oh, extra yeah. football is like. Go spend time with your family. So yeah, definitely yeah. understand that. Yeah. Uh, and then the last one, which is absolutely the best game, this is gonna this is gonna be very fun. Utah versus Penn State. Like, I just I think, I, I think I, it's gonna be a really good game because again, this is Utah's what second year in a row. They played yeah. in the last year, right? Yep, and, and they played they're really like, good in that game. Yeah, but like they're like very similarly, similar, similarly, similarly, similar. It's just similar. similar. Yeah, they're very similarly built. That's what I was trying to say. Okay, I think that's the word. It doesn't yeah, matter. You're right. Yeah, they're built very similar. Yeah. Let's just put it that way. Uh, and they both have quarterbacks who are like not that great, but they're like like the leaders of the team. And like Cam Rising is better, but like kind of like the, the older guy who can kind of run, can kind of pass. It's not that great, but he inspires the team, like that kind of stuff. Right. Um, and so it's going to be like a battle of like the gutsy white quarterback kind of like who's <laughs> gonna, who's going to run over the linebacker on fourth down like type thing. Like that, like that, that's interesting. Um, Man, it's um, going to be like, if, if that's the case, because uh, uh, I forgot who's Penn State's quarterback. Sean Clifford. Sean Clifford, can he survive running over a linebacker? He does it every once in a while. Yeah, he, but... he actually hasn't really been injured that much this year. So, knock on wood that he get injured this season. I don't think so. I think he played the whole game, whole season. It's either that did or he came into the season hurting. Then, yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, uh, um, Utah has really good tight ends, yep. so that's going to be very interesting. Uh, Penn fun. State. I, for the first time in like since Saquon Barkley has a good running game and they have two good running backs, they both have like pretty above average defense. Like it's just gonna be, it's just gonna be a good game. And like you know, I think we talked about this before that they were talking about like not putting Ohio State in this game if Ohio State didn't make the playoffs. And the reason why is you have two teams that want to be there. Yeah. So Ohio then, what bowl game? What bowl there. game would you put Ohio State in if they so, didn't? It would have been the like the Citrus Bowl or something. Um, so, so we're which is we person Purdue, Ohio State versus LSU. I don't. So what? So here. I mean, it would have been a good game, but what would have happened? It would have none of these bowl games would look the same. It would have right. shifted a lot of stuff down. Right. People would have. So I I don't know exactly where it would have um, slotted in, but which one is the Citrus Bowl? Oh no no no. Uh, I think they would have played Alabama. Oh. Uh, yeah, because the Citrus Bowl hosts the top Big Ten and SEC teams. Who is in the Citrus Bowl this year? Well, there's two Citrus Bowls, too. Uh, hold on. It's the I Citrus Bowl, and I did not so, Ohio State versus Georgia. <laughs> no. So one of the Citrus Bowls is LSU versus Purdue. Okay. Uh, let me see. Oh, okay. Would it have been the Citrus Bowl or the Sugar Bowl? I think they said Citrus Bowl. So maybe maybe it would have been Ohio State versus LSU. Maybe they would have tried to slot Alabama into that. I don't know. Either way, 
Possibly. It would have. It would have changed. And still found it. Then LSU probably still would have played Purdue in a different ball. Something like that. It would have changed a bunch of stuff. But but the point is, they were trying to do that because they wanted two teams that wanted to be there. And Purdue and Utah both really want to be there. Purdue hadn't been to the Rose Bowl since 2016. Last year was Utah's first Rose Bowl, like yeah, I think either in their entire history or or in a very long time. I think it was their first ever. Um, it was definitely their head coach's first, and he's been there for like 20 years. Uh, he's been there for a while. So Sheesh. they definitely wanted to be there. Um, so, that I mean, that's going to be a great matchup. I, um, I think that's the best game. That's one of the best matchups in, just in general. Like, in, not even just in the Big Ten, like in all of the bowl games. That's one of the best matchups. Yeah, no, I can agree to that. Um, it does look so, like it's going to be the most entertaining game. I think the LSU Purdue game is going to be a sneaky entertaining game as well. I think it's going to be less so now, especially with Aiden O'Connell. I would love to see Aiden O'Connell and Charlie Jones like just piece up their defense, just throw throw like crazy. Yeah, I I yeah. think it I think it has a chance of being a blowout now, um, because like I just like you haven't seen their backup quarterback. Is he going to have like is he going to have any game with Charlie Jones? Like I don't know. It's really crazy that we got a, a sickos game of the week for bowl games. Which one? Uh, come on now. <laughs> Iowa, Kentucky? Yeah, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why are you watching that? <laughs> I'm going to watch it because when is that? Iowa, Kentucky. Oh, that's New Year's Eve. I won't be watching that. <laughs> it, it, it really, like we talked about. Unless, unless I'm at a bar and they got the game on, I'm not watching that. Well, I'll, I'll, be, yeah, I'll be in New Orleans. Right. I'm not, it's just not gonna be on. <laughs> like I'm, I'm probably not gonna get to watch the Ohio State game, so I'm definitely not watching this one. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Like that's not how I'm gonna spend my day. <laughs> um, yeah, that would make no sense <laughs> if you couldn't watch Ohio State, but ended up watching Iowa versus Kentucky. And it'd be different because like that one might be on when we're like in the hotel getting ready and that kind of stuff. But like, like that's the game that's gonna get put on. Ugh. <laughs> um, that's go find I somebody use. else to play. Somebody else yeah. on TV. Um, Watch some basketball. Ew. Is it basketball on New Year's Eve? Yes. Is it college or NFL? NBA? Probably both. Yeah. Is it? I, you know, I'm not. We don't have to get into this again. Y'all know I don't watch basketball uh, until like March. March. Although I did. <laughs> Yeah. After the All Star break, <laughs> basically, yeah. When it matters, when it matters, way after the All Star break, you get March Madness, and then you get the push for the playoffs, and then I watch the playoffs. Because <laughs> I listen to a bunch of podcasts, I don't listen to basketball podcasts till March either. Like once, <laughs> like once my football podcasts die, I like I get into a basketball podcast rotation. I listen to like two or three of them pretty consistently. It doesn't happen till March. Like March. I, I haven't looked at it, so I, I just you know <laughs> uh, it's football season. Um, I have been sickly watching both sports. <laughs> I have been, and it's crazy because it's like now I can be proud of my football team. I can kind of be proud of my basketball team as well. Actually, I I I, I can kind of be proud, but. I looked at who we played in the games we were winning and went, oh. <laughs> yeah. I see why we're still 12. Okay. <laughs> but at least you were winning. Uh, yeah, and AD was looking looking nice until he got sick against the Cavs. And now he's injured, as he always is. Is so, he for real? Quit playing yeah. No, he's out. Like, there's, there's not no timeline for his return. Uh, 
fucking hate it here. <laughs> yeah, so you know that that was you knew that was gonna happen. You, fucking hate it here. That, that dude is that dude is so injured, bro. Um. Okay, Damn. I'm trying to think. So, uh, a couple games that I'm personally interested in: Minnesota, Syracuse, and NC State, Maryland. Largely, just because. I want to further the narrative that these teams would be like top teams in the ACC if they were in the ACC and not in the Big Ten. And one of these teams was already a bottom feeder in the ACC. I swear they were. <laughs> yeah, but like then, not now. Okay. Like, like if you took the Big Ten version of them, which is significantly better than the ACC version, and put them back in the ACC, you redid realignment, and they had everything that they had now, they would be a consistent top three team in the ACC. I'll give you that. And Minnesota, again, like Minnesota won 11 games in the Big Ten. What are they doing? Oh, yeah. They, Minnesota, duh. I was just talking about yeah. Maryland. <laughs> yeah. So, but like Maryland today would be a good team in the ACC. Yeah, because uh, the ACC sucks, garbage. Like, so I'm like I have a just like a little personal like rooting interest in that just because. Um, I'm just a hater. <laughs> I'm a hater. Yeah. Just, uh, if we keep it a buck, I mean, man, I I can't confirm or deny if my hate wakes me up in the morning. <laughs> is there anything else that you kind of want to talk about with these uh no i got mine out the way like i said i'm I'm interested in lsu and purdue and uh utah penn state those yeah. are I, I those are the two games i'm going to probably be look re- remember to watch uh, of course mississippi mississippi state and illinois too yeah so everything on january 2nd i'll probably be watching basically i don't I, know about wisconsin dog I'm gonna watch it because it's a Tuesday. Yeah, <laughs> there's nothing else to watch. Yeah, I mean, and that might be on when I'm at work, so I might throw it on. But true, uh, true. If it's on during the middle of the day, then yeah. I didn't put the times. That was too much work. Oh, <laughs> uh, did they have the time for all these games? On what I was looking at, it did. I just didn't put it down. Uh, because I know some of these. I, not too long, like maybe a few days ago, but probably tippy determined for time. I know they take a minute to get put those out. Yeah, but now, because now that it started, like, these games are in a couple of days, technically. Right. I yeah. think that they, um, actually, it's really not. All these games are over a week away because. Still got, like, t- almost 10 days. Yeah. <laughs> like, big, it's just going to be a slew of Big Ten games in a week. Yeah. Uh, but we still have a huge week of other games to watch. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's kind of it. I guess it's, I mean, I mean we're, we're, we're still going to wrap up under an hour and 30. So, I guess it's a good thing that we spent all that time talking about the other stuff because it's just not that much to talk about with the bowl games. Yeah, because all the other teams I haven't watched consistently. Yeah, and like, besides team. besides probably LSU and Mississippi State because I watch the yeah. SEC. And I went into it like, oh, we're going to give some analysis. We're going to do this, that. And then it's like, you really can't even do Like, I had to Google that Aiden O'Connor wasn't going to play. I could have spent 15 minutes on that, and then it wouldn't even matter. So. It wouldn't have mattered, yeah. <laughs> all right, let's, let's wrap up. Let's get out of here. Um, you can go first. Oh, yeah, I can go first. Uh, my piss stop's very simple. Um, it made me feel old today. Um, my little brother turned 18 today. Just want to wish him a happy birthday. So this will come out tomorrow, so it'd be belated technically. But I've already wished him a happy birthday, of course. But just want to put that out there. Uh, but, yeah, it made me feel old because we're 10 years apart. <laughs> so, I think it's crazy that, like, 
little brothers, nieces, nephews, and things like that just think they're allowed to grow up. Like, what are we doing here? Yeah, talking about going to college. Hold like, on, sir. Hold on. Doing, doing, doing what? What do you mean? Who told you that you could do that? Yeah, so, yeah, he, he all grown. You should see he, he dressed all cool and stuff. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> he had on two chains at dinner. I was cracking up the whole time. But like, who are you? And as as the older brother, it is obviously your job to hate on him. So yeah, yeah, of course, I was hating big time. <laughs> oh, you, oh, you think you get girls like that? Like, that's oh, 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 you 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 think you you think you cool because you can just spend your money on you. <laughs> you, you, you don't got no bills. You ain't got no bills. Your mama still pay your phone bill. Must be nice. Yeah. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's childish, but uh, true. Yeah. But yeah. true. Because <laughs> rent is due, and not, not <laughs> man, not, not for you, I guess. Man, I guess so, man. Whatever. Hmm. Um. All right. So my pit stop is both positive and like you know deep or whatever right. so absol for those who don't know who he is he's a rapper he dropped the project for the first time in six years absol is one of my favorite artists of all time uh listen to been listening to him since like 2010 and in the album coming out i also learned that he attempted suicide um so, so, so. it took so long for the album to come out right and so I wanted to take this space to say one, album of the year, amazing album, very good. Um, you also listen to it, um, but also shows a lot of growth in him as like a person, as an artist, a lot of that kind of stuff. He also talks about you know a little bit about his attempt and, and where he's at in life and that kind of stuff. Right. But also one, especially because it happens a lot with the holidays, with family or the lack of family, that kind of stuff. Just you know. Check on like I like check on your people. Um, if you especially especially uh, black men, yes, I know we we don't like we we really hate it. Um, I I I I'm the first to tell you that I hate opening up and talking about what's going on, but with a guy who deals with stuff like that sometimes and having those thoughts, it, it is good to let that out. It is good to talk. Um, yes. Especially as a black man, talk to someone, even if it's like jokingly, you can still get it out. Yeah, really. Like find find a therapist, check on your people. If you have suicidal ideations, know that somebody loves you, that somebody wants you here. Reach out, Um, invite someone. Right, if someone doesn't have you know a lot of family or friends, or you know that they're going through a tough time, if you can invite them to your holiday. Um, You never know. Reach out, send a text, a call. You never know what, you know, is going to move forward today or or keep somebody here. Uh, So I wanted to celebrate uh, his album. It's amazing. But also, uh, especially because with the the holidays, I wanted to bring some uh, attention to that. Uh, And hopefully, if anyone is listening to this, um, suicidal ideation just know that we care about you and there's someone out there that cares about you uh and we hope that you make it through the holiday season and, 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 uh, and not safe. only that not only that someone cares uh someone understands yes someone understands uh, it's rough but it's, it's that doesn't mean that's the end it, yeah. it doesn't have to be and, and we've talked about this on here i'm in therapy i advocate for therapy a lot i can't afford it but i would be <laughs> That too. So if you if you can't afford it, that's a very good thing to say. If you can't afford it, yeah. uh, please go there. Talk to somebody. 
Uh, and with that, we're going to leave you on that note. Thank you for listening as always. Uh, we will see you next week. Oh, and Merry Christmas. Oh, true, true. I don't. Our next episode is probably going to come out on Christmas Eve. I doubt we're going to like on the day after Christmas. It'd be it'd be the twenty sixth. So yeah, it'll probably come out like the twenty sixth or the twenty seventh because like why would we drop an episode on Christmas? So uh, well, I mean, Christmas is Sunday anyway, so we we never drop an episode. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But we're gonna have to record. Either way, Merry Christmas. I forgot. Like, Merry Christmas. (laughs) Happy holidays. All that stuff. Um, Hanukkah, uh, Kwanzaa, any holiday that you celebrate. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week.